welcome one and all to the Weird World Podcast. I'm Dean. I'm Jack. I'm Carrie. I'm Rachel. Today we are going to talk to you about a mystery, a vanishing mystery, a series of disappearances or, or vanished peoples in the city of Dublin, <laughs> in Ireland, <laughs> I do believe, in and around the city of Dublin and Ireland. It's actually a pretty famous case. Yes. Or a semi-famous case. I've never heard of it. Well, I can tell you all about it. Well, thanks. Why don't you then? So, the Ireland Vanishing Triangle, sometimes called the Dublin Vanishing Triangle, it covers an 80-mile area outside in and around Dublin, and eight women disappeared between 1993 and 1998. She means women. So, what, 93 and 98? So, it's pretty defined. Okay. It begins in Dublin, goes southwest to Moon, and then north to Dundalk. Southwest to what was that? To Moon, M O O N E. That's the city name? Interesting. Okay. And one of my very favorite television shows called Moon Boy. Oh. I've never heard of that. Me either, but it was cute when she said it. Set in Ireland. Really? Is it take place in the in the village of Moon? I don't think so. You know, let's go with it. Why not? Let's assume it does. Yeah. So this is all around mid nineties, all around Dublin and the surrounding area. Eight women. Eight women disappeared. Disappeared. Vanished without a trace. Wow. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you. That's called the vanishing triangle. Why the triangle? Because it's a convenient shape? Yes. Okay. Because, <laughs> you, you know, you can make any area into a triangle. Yeah. If you just put, here, here's your dots, just go wide enough, and those dots will be within a triangle. Yeah, Unless they have they're those, in a line, then they're not in a they'll triangle. Still, they can still be within a triangle. You if just they're draw, off, draw just three points, mail. and you can make a triangle. Okay. The Bermuda <laughs> Triangle, I've seen one, you know, the Bermuda Triangle is just kind of three convenient dots. If, look, I saw one years ago, a map of the supposed Bermuda Triangle cases, and half of them were not within even that gigantic triangle from Bermuda to the to Florida to, to the Bahamas. Yeah. So it's just. Thanks for that. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's a suggestion. Relevant. It's not like there's a no. fence that says Bermuda Triangle, <laughs> not Bermuda Triangle. Kind of. Devil's Triangle. All right, Devil's we're, we're going to go to the first disappearance. Okay. The first, the first and most widely covered, most famous, still to this day, most investigated disappearance of the all of the women. Huh. Annie McCarrick. Oh, sure. 26-year-old from Long Island, New York. <gasps> oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she grew up in Long Island, only child to Nancy and John, who was a New York City police officer. And she was just very interested in her Irish heritage, so that's why she moved. And she lived in a place with two other women in Sandy Mount, hmm. which was just a quiet little residential neighborhood. And she disappeared on Friday, March 26th, 1993. Hmm. Just where, days before her mom was coming to visit. Uh, where was she? I will tell you. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, that day, she said she was going to run errands at the local bank and grocery store. And so she left the house. She went into town to run her errands. But she... Did not show up at work when she was expected to pick up a paycheck. 
And then the next night, some friends of hers came over for a prearranged dinner party and there was still no sign of her roommates. said, like, you know, we haven't seen her all day. Mm. Any, anytime there's a paycheck involved, it should go right from a suspicious disappearance to abduction. Let's go look for her. Foul play. Uh, so Sounds her, well, I mean, you know, sometimes they... Necessarily. Well, some, so very often, as we've seen, the police just kind of like, oh, you know, they'll she'll show up kind of a thing. It, that attitude. Never. Oh, you it mean... Sucks. It's so, the worst thing ever. It, it is, but it happens. Yeah. I mean, they it's, never it's just the show default. back up. It's the default. Yeah. yeah. Well, but like did, she didn't run away back. because if yeah. she did, she would have gotten her paycheck, exactly. obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I see but we've mean. seen that in cases where it's like, uh, but she didn't take her car or her cell phone or anything else. Blah. She's just blowing yeah. off steam. Yeah. She'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Well, her friends and her roommates called her parents in New York to tell them that they hadn't seen or heard from her in, you know, over a day at this point. And his, her dad said he knew immediately something was wrong. Like, yeah. that was completely unlike her to just not come home, not go to where she said she was going to go to, not communicate. A witness claimed to have seen her on the number 44 city bus. And that bus goes through uh, Ranley or Ranelay, Irish. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pronounced completely different. It probably is. To a, it's pronounced Scotia. To a small town called Enniscary. I looked that one up. That is how it's pronounced. Just that one? Just that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I did look Innisgary. a lot up. Yeah. She actually looked up Dublin. No. It's actually Dublin. No. And that was an area that she frequently visited. And then someone said they saw her around 9 p.m. at Johnny Fox's which is just outside of Enniscary in Glen Cullen at uh, Wicklow Mountains, which is a very popular area for that, tourists and locals. And it's it, somewhere she went often. Does that seem like what she would have done? He said she's just going to errands. But now it seems like she's going out barn. Is that a pub? Or, yeah. That sounds thing. like it. It's Johnny yeah. Fox's pub. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. it's a place that so, she frequently went to. I know, but, huh. but if she's just going to go, well, I guess. Yes. Yeah. She just told him I'm going to do stuff and she winds up going to a bar by a bus. But witnesses also said they spotted Annie with an unidentified man, mm-hmm. which was odd because she didn't have a boyfriend at the time. Are these people that knew her or just people that say It just oh, says yeah. witnesses. Yeah. yeah. So they, I, I have is. a hard time trusting uh, eyewitnesses who see a missing person's poster yeah. and then say, oh, yeah, I saw her because. 99.9% yeah. of them are false. Yeah. You know I mean, they're almost always false. Yeah. I know the police always say, oh, we have to run enemy lead. It's like, kind of, do you? I mean, well, I, I guess you do, you know, but. Yeah. And, and, and we, you do want people to come forward. But unless you're really sure yeah. it's that person, you're but, just clogging up the gum. But the people clogging that the people that make those reports are really sure. That's I'm sure the they are, and they're always but wrong. We are they're horrible eyewitnesses. Yeah. So, but, and, and, but, but what happens though is that is anytime you see a missing person, you want to be it's that fifteen it's that thrill that fifteen minutes of fame yeah. of being the person who spotted that missing person. So yeah. they're almost always. Well, nonsense. and the article said witnesses. Yeah. So and the police made up a composite sketch and released that, but yeah. that was really all they could do. Yeah. And you mean um, they made a composite sketch of the man she was yes, with? Yes, of the man oh, that they okay. said they saw yeah. with her at Johnny Fox's. And then recently, actually, another witness statement kind of came forth. It wasn't sure if she went to the police, but she told her daughter, and her daughter told police. 
Margaret Wogan. She worked in a cafe. She's dead now, but she had told her daughter that she saw McCarrick with a man in the cafe in Enniscary on the day of her disappearance. Man walked up to her, started talking to her, and offered to buy her a slice of cake. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, but that's the daughter saying my mom said that yeah. 40 years ago or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, Almost. I'm assuming did the daughter report it at the time? That's sound like you said recently. Yeah. The article oh. was recent, and it said this was part of the new investigation. Oh, okay. okay so, oh, well. Who knows? Geez. That's, okay, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah, it's another thing, a, a pattern we've seen is that the longer the time period, the less reliable that yeah. supposed eyewitness yeah. sighting is. I mean, they're, they're not reliable immediately. They're uh, Years later, they're just they're, they're family lore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the police believe that the Wicklow Mountain area just outside of Dublin is where she last was before mm-hmm. she, quote unquote, vanished. And that's where they place her at the end of her timeline. And they said, even if that's not where she vanished, that could be where she's buried. Mm. Yeah. That's that kind of like their odd. thinking. I mean, they yeah. saw her a lot. They saw, if that last witness is to be believed, they saw her yeah. at a cafe. There's no reason to think she was buried there. Yeah. yeah. That, that seems like a logical leap. Yeah. Yeah. Her mom says, said early on that she knows she'll never see her daughter again. Oh, yeah. At this point, just wants to find her body to bury her mm. at home in New York. Um, John and Nancy McCarrick divorced because of the turmoil five years after Annie disappeared. Yeah. And John died in 2009. Never mm-hmm. got any answers. Yeah. Poor Annie. So that's Annie McCarrick, but she's still like the most widely known. Yeah. And talked about, especially because she was an American girl. Her dad was a police officer and her parents immediately came to Ireland to help look for her, file a report, and work with the police and even do some of their own searching. Yeah. So it was very widely publicized and talked about and pretty sensational news at the time. Never accept cake from strangers is a lesson. I think Mm -hmm. that is the moral of this story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Our next missing woman is Eva Brennan, 39, from Rathgar, Dublin. She is the oldest of all of the women disappeared in this triangle and one of the least covered. Mm. Of course. They thought the age disparity, they really did not connect her immediately to the other disappearance. Even if she had been just like Annie, you still wouldn't. I know. Number two, you don't have to make a connection in all likelihood. No, their biggest connection is the fact that they were very close to their family, very communicative, and had their... Uh, routines and then vanish out of nowhere yeah with nothing mm. Wait, um, when was this one she disappeared july 25th 1993 oh so just a few months later mm-hmm. uh, she was daughter to davian eileen third eldest child she had four brothers and three sisters holy moly yeah irish people mm-hmm. <laughs> the catholic okay yeah her family holy moly them irish people <laughs> <laughs> Her family owned and managed two very successful pubs nice. in uh, Dublin South Side. One Dublin. called Horse and Hound, oh. and the other called uh, One Hundred Eight. What was called? What? Wow, One Hundred Eight oh. or One Hundred and Eight? That seems very. I like. Long. I like all of these pub, pub names mm-hmm. so far. Johnny Foxes. Yeah. yeah, her brothers looked after the pubs. Her sisters did not work because enough money came in from the pubs. Oh, nice. 
nice. But apparently they uh, kept busy doing other stuff. Sounded <laughs> <laughs> a little. Is that an angry, yeah. passive aggressive? No, that was just shaming. no. Like vaguely slut shaming. No, I'm kidding. One of her sisters said, "Like, I'm oh, kidding. but we kept busy. We had our we had the charity balls, <sighs> on the, stuff like that." Yeah. Kind of. But so this was just twelve weeks after Annie disappeared. She had lunch with her parents in Rathgar, and that was something she did every single day. Is that she a, had her routine. Is that, a, is, that a, is that a city in a fantasy novel? Maybe. Sounds mm. like, doesn't it? Rathgar. I'm going to be Count of Rathgar. Yeah. <laughs> that's something she did every day. She had, like, her whole life was about her routine. She went daily to the family home. She went to mass. She lived alone. She and was really very careful about her personal safety, too, since she lived alone. Uh-huh which made it weirder but she never went to lunch the next day and there's Aww. a funny uh, quote her family thought she would reappear once she was hungry oh so they does didn't that, worry. does that imply that she would stay out a lot and stay spend the night and things like that you know Not or is that a subtle jab at her weight wow no. <laughs> And what? Uh, Jack's looking for the darkest lining <laughs> under every statement. Of this People point. are mean. Yeah. I don't think that was that. No. But, so they didn't worry the first day, but after two days, they started worrying. Okay. And yeah, her that's... dad was the uh, one who went looking for her first. He went to her apartment and rang the bell, but got no answer. So he went to the horse and hound pub, his pub, got the barman there to come help him break a window. Oh. So he could uh, get in and um, look around and see what was going on. Get a rock, bro. <laughs> man up and break your own window, bro. He just wanted to get a big, strong man to come help him. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, but there was no sign of her other than the jacket they'd seen her wear at Sunday lunch. So they knew that she went home after Sunday, the last lunch they had with her oh so that was okay that was the one they saw her wearing when they last saw her so she made it home after that Hmm. where she went after that so it was probably tuesday that they went and entered her apartment yeah right Mm -hmm. which would imply she disappeared monday yeah yeah so they went to the police but the police didn't really uh take it seriously they said she was over 21 so they didn't believe that it was a crime but did they what? see what was Invincible. missing from her? Was her purse gone? And Nope. They like, said there was no sign of her there. There was no sign of a struggle or anything. Yeah. They just hmm. saw her jacket and yeah. knew she had been back. Right. So the, so the default always seems to be everybody went away and vanished on their own recognizance, yeah. which is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, unless mm-hmm. there's some kind of history of that or something. They're like mental illness or just someone's flighty or someone does disappear for a long period, which is, stop thinking about it, insane. Do you know anyone who just disappears for a few days? Anyone. I've never known anyone days, in no. my life no. who has ever done that. No. It's just like Actually, fell off the face of the earth for a few days. <laughs> I mean, I've never back. have. I know one person. It's not <laughs> yeah. It's not a common, it's a very uncommon thing, but it's just right. the police always say, oh, they're an adult. Mm, yeah. If they want to be gone. But they don't, in almost certainty, they don't want to be gone. Just, no. just think about it. Yeah. It, 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 it makes absolutely no sense that that's the de- it's the default yeah. out of sheer yeah. lack but of I mean, manpower and laziness, but it still shouldn't be. I kind of understand, like, she's a 39-year-old woman. She doesn't have to tell her parents her every move. doesn't mean she's disappeared. It means, you know. Maybe something else wrong has she, happened. Yeah. She went somewhere else, or, you know what I mean? She. <sighs> Still. Went to meet a friend and wherever. You have to be able to I assess the situation in context. In, in the context, exactly, yeah. and realize no. Yeah. 
If we can't find her, we've had, yeah, we call yeah. all her friends that we know. If she didn't show up for work, whatever, yeah. or she had things like that. If there's any kind of indicator like that, like we should be either be able to find her or, or to, or, or she should have been yeah. in contact with us by yeah. now. Yeah. That has, or like these days, it's like, no, I know for a fact my daughter responds to her text yeah. every single yeah. day. There's no way she could go a yeah. day without responding to a text. That's impossible. They should, yeah. oh, I, even if that person's an adult, that yeah. should be something's wrong. We, yep. we need to look into it. But the police didn't really believe that. They did nothing for three months. Bitches. Three months. Three, three months. months. Oh. They ain't shit even over there. The That's family ridiculous. basically conducted their own search yeah. in those three months. And one of her sister's husband, PJ, even kind of like spoke out and, you know, blew him up, like yeah. saying like the way that you, the that difference yeah. between treating that you're treating Eva versus Annie McCarrick is baffling. Yeah. Whereas they both have disappeared under the same kind of circumstances. Like they were meant to be somewhere and they didn't show up. But because Annie is American and young and Eva is 39, you're not doing anything. So he really was mad. So the family made that connection to Annie pretty quickly. Yeah, because it was very sensational news. Okay. It was in their minds. It was only 12 weeks later. Yeah. Coverage well, hadn't waned. Yeah. I, maybe they just made the connection in just two disappeared women, not necessarily under same the person. same. Yeah. 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 Some sort of scheme. Yeah. It yeah. was the way the police were treating their okay. uh, right. two cases, not necessarily okay. thinking the same person. Right. Uh, Disparity. Yeah. Yes. And so her dad, who apparently was a proud man, he I finally, know. yeah, <laughs> uh, he finally used his connections that. in the Fianna Fail party. That's which, a thing. Yes, it is. It's the Republican Party in Ireland. It's a conservative party, meaning soldiers of destiny oh. or warriors of fail. Yeah, it's Christian Democratic political party. And he used those connections to get into touch with the Taisha. That's their name for the leader of the political party albert reynolds who we knew through a network of horse racing fans but basically him getting to albert reynolds lit a fire under the The gardai which is what they called the police yeah um and they started an investigation but their first line of inquiry was eva killed herself because she had a history of depression oh See, uh, I mean, it still warrants investigation uh, months uh, ago. A that warrants, yeah, it does warrant investigation. And B, if you don't have a body, suicide shouldn't be your your go. One hundred percent. But that was their go to, and their family was like, "No, she was strict Catholic. She yeah. believed that suicide was a sin. She was very involved in her faith and her community. She went to mass and church and all of that. She never would have. And her sister insisted that if she did anything like that, she would have left a note. Yeah. And everybody who's depressed isn't suicidal. Very yeah. that. So. And so, the, but still, the guard I pretty much shrugged off the case. They're yeah. like, oh, if she mm. killed herself, the body will turn up sooner or later. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. Is it the guard I or is it the guardia? I, I looked don't it know. up. Guard I. It's pronounced that? Like that? How do you spell a, it again? It's G A R D A I with a little. Okay. I just know it yeah. from that Who show knows? with. Scully and um, the, the, the guy mm-hmm. from Fifty Shades. The Fall, yes. Mm-hmm. They were in the Garda or Garda. That's all I know it from. Yeah. It's like the National Police, right? Yeah. Okay. But when a new Tasha was elected, the police dropped, dropped it, it hmm. again because they didn't have that pressure coming on them. 
That's disappointing. I'm very disappointed in the Dublin police. Yes. Eva's father died on February 28th, 2001, at the age of 81 from stomach cancer. Oh, wow. And her sister, Colette, died in 2014. Next one is another one that it was really hard to find information about her. And there was really no early connection with the other cases for her. Sometimes she's still not even mentioned. Like some articles say six women in Mm. the Vanishing Triangle instead of eight. But Mm. our next missing girl is Imelda Keenan. Imelda Marcos. Marcos Keenan. Okay. (laughs) She's back. She got remarried. (laughs) She is 22 from Mount Melick, Laos. Oh, Oh, she's Laotia. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wait, okay. What was her last name? Keenan. Keenan. So she married. Yeah. Wait, Laos. She was not not married. L-A-O-S. Laos. L-A-O-I-S. Oh. Oh. A place in Ireland. Oh. Not actual God, Laos. I, think, I said Laos as in the country of Laos. And, and so she, no. Yes. And I said, wait, hold and on. Her name's Imelda, which is. <laughs> right, yeah. Is, okay. No. But Imelda is. Is Spanish. Anna. There's Imelda Staunton. Oh, yeah, is that right. I mean. Hmm. Yeah, okay. All right. Still, Laos. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. She's born I'm in sorry. Vietnam, a small village no. outside ah. of County Cork. Right, it's a on. county in Ireland. Gotcha. Yes. Um, she disappeared on January 3rd, 1994, from Waterford City, where she had been uh, studying computers at the Central Technical Institute of Waterford. So Waterford. How far is that from Dublin? Is that just like a little suburb, or is it actually out away from it? It's not far. Is that where they <laughs> make the crystal? Answer the question. <laughs> I feel like she's making that up. I feel like she's just throwing that out there. <laughs> it's, uh, it's 22 no. miles southeast. Uh, yeah. Again, there's not a lot of coverage of her at all. She was engaged to Mark Wall. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> at 1.30, dressed in leopard skin trousers and a denim jacket. Oh. She told like her, her fiancé that she was going out to the post office. Post office? And she disappeared? Mm-hmm. Wow, in 94, she, she was very fashion forward. Yeah. She was. She um, was. Yes. There was nothing. <laughs> there was no leopard skin in 94. I don't remember it being. I remember in the eighties, Carrie. Well, yes, it existed, <laughs> but that doesn't mean it was in fashion. En vogue. I don't think it's ever been in fashion or ever will. But oh, still. it's not the case. Very in fashion. Really, now. leopard yes. skin. That's right. You have some leopard skin. She was so. wearing a leopard skin. She was print dress was. like two days ago. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's true. She and was. we talked about it. We did. My yeah. bad. My bad. <laughs> we thought it might be Jaguar. <laughs> then we thought possibly Cheetah. Yeah. But we, we settled it on the mix. Yeah. Yes. We settled on the design and didn't really mm-hmm. give a shit about the shape of the spots. AKA yeah. Target. Target. <laughs> they have a designer. Okay. Hans Target. Okay. It's very, 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 very. <laughs> he's hot right now. Hot, hot, hot. She went down William Street, and that's where a memorial plaque is for her right now, to Lombard Street. And mm. she was seen crossing the road there by a local doctor's secretary and a friend of hers. Okay. That's San Francisco. And so. she turned the corner by Tower Hotel, wow. and that was the last anyone saw of her. Wow, they have that detail of her movements. Yeah. So that's well, that was when the doctor secretary and her. a friend of yeah. her saw her, and that was someone that knew her. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little more. His it name holds is, a little more. It was doctor Dr. secretary. Dr. Edward yes. Secretary, by the way. <laughs> but he. Um. So. That's so that's a, that's the weirdest one too, because 
I mean, she's not going on a series of er- of errands or yeah. something like that. Or nope. she's not just out for the day. She's literally nope. just going to post office, yeah. presumably coming back, yeah. and they see her turn a corner. She's never seen again. That's Joan Rich. That's yeah. very weird. So, I mean, that's weird. That means if she bumped, if there's just this person on the prowl, this predator in the area mm-hmm. yeah. who's randomly picking up women, then good in lord. In the middle yeah. of the day. How, what do you yeah. say to get them into your car or something like that or, or in, the, in, in the middle of the day? Yeah. Hillside Strangler police impersonation maybe yeah. something like but that really i'm the police come with me why you never know people uh, get scared yeah, yeah. Hmm. um it doesn't say who reported her missing or when they did i really couldn't find that there's really not a lot about her which is disappointing <sighs> but it does say that the gardai at the time were not convinced it was suspicious really yeah jeez and even the <sighs> newer investigations kind of cross her off the list of the vanished woman really? in the triangle. What? They don't connect her to the others. Three, Why not? Three women in a span yeah. of, what, nine months? I mean, mm. that's... Unusual. I'm very yeah. disappointed in Dana Scully. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, I mean, unless there's some evidence that they have that indicates... Otherwise, know, and yeah. if we have a little evidence. Maybe she did go home, and we just don't know. I, I, I would imagine they would, they would have tracked. They that would out. update yeah. that. Somebody'd hmm. find that out. That's weird. But I assume that her brother is the one who reported her missing because still to this day he's campa- campaigning. He has a Facebook page up dedicated to begging for information. He does speeches for other kind of like surviving family members. It's impressive since his native and tongue is Laotian. <laughs> and he has made a vow to keep searching until he dies. Yeah. I would too, honestly. Yeah. I would, I'd would. i give it a couple of years and then I'd just have to move on. <laughs> okay. I mean, you, you, you got to move on. Okay. Yeah. He's got four kids. You don't need to worry about oh. one if they oh, disappear. Okay. okay. It's called spares. <laughs> Our next You're missing. You're just here to give me a kidney. <laughs> Eventually, the no, with that one. attitude, <laughs> <laughs> the one I'm not using, and no, take the one care of bigger. me in my old age. Yeah. Wait, the left kidney is bigger than the right. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm. I might need a lung as well, <laughs> and a heart. Oh my god, <laughs> just saying. You can get my lungs. I, get I need both of them. <laughs> you can get a lobe. Never mind. Keep going. All right. This <laughs> yeah. This is a great conversation. <laughs> Our next missing young woman is Josephine Jojo Dullard. Jojo Dullard? Yes, I think Dullard. How you spell it? D-U-L-L-A-R-D. Well, that's, that's unfortunate. That's a very <laughs> nice last name. Yeah. She was 21 mm. from Callan in the county Kilkenny, and she disappeared November 9th, 1995. Took oh, a wow. long so, time off if those are yeah, truly mm-hmm. connected. Took almost two years off. Okay. Yeah. She was extremely close to her siblings. Her dad died before she was born, and her mom died when she was still very little of mm. cancer. So she was basically raised by her sisters. Wow. Um, there was Mary, Nora, Kathleen, and she had a brother, Tom. And so they basically all raised her. Yeah. Um, that was very Irish. Those were names. Irish. Yeah. Even JoJo, I'm going to say. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, she lived in Harold's Cross, Dublin. She's was originally doing a beauty therapist course, but she dropped out and moved back to Callan and got a job as a waitress in Granger's Cafe due to start the following Monday after her disappearance. So that Thursday, she left her home in Callan at 8.30 in the morning and got a bus into Dublin because she had to collect her last social welfare payment from the post office in Dublin. 
Uh-oh. That mm-hmm. post office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if the same post office. Uh, yeah. There's probably more than one in Dublin. Probably. There's only one. <laughs> Very busy. After that, she met a few of her friends in Bruxelles Bar, just off of Grafton Street in Dublin. She was in blue jeans, black boots, and carrying a rucksack bag mm-hmm. and a cassette player and headphones with her so she could listen to music on the way home. She Aww. had a Sony Walkman. If that Sunny Walkman... Could kill on eBay. Right it was now. a black yep. Sanyo cassette player. Boom. <gasps> I wish I had kept my Walkman. Yeah. Me too. They're coming back. I we know. saw them at Urban Outfitters. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. We did. <laughs> she left just before 10. She was supposed to take a bus back, but mm. she got sidetracked chatting with her friends and she missed the last bus. <gasps> oh. So. She decided to hitchhike. No. Oh, my goodness. No. JoJo. Bitch, we knew that was bad by now. Uh, yeah. No. In 95. Come on, JoJo. You didn't do that. You know, Maybe, I was, was going to say that the post office is a, a big post office. is a busy place. Lots of strangers. Yeah. It's not a bad place to hang out if you are trying to yeah. manipulate someone or, or trick someone into mm-hmm. coming with you. But she successfully left the post office. and How yeah. far did she get, though? She might have been right so. outside when she caught a ride by Lurking. this predator, this guy. No, well, she, she, she left the friends bar. Oh, she met friends bar. after the post office? Yeah. I know. That. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it in your timeline there? Shut up. <laughs> you think she was at the post office between 8.30 a.m. and 10 at night? Oh, 10, see, I thought it was 10 a.m. I didn't know it was 10 a.m. No, night. she missed the last bus. Do you think the last bus I was 10 I thought the last bus was 10 a, 10 05 a.m. I thought the last okay, bus. No. Wow, okay. Dean. Just before 10 at night when she left the bar and decided to hitchhike. Okay. Also, they um, need to run their buses a little bit later than that. 10 yeah. 05, 10 10. Um, but she missed the last bus all the way home. She was able to get a bus partway okay. to NAS, N A A S, and okay. she got there at 10 50. Okay, so she's not okay. So she's disappearing from a village outside of Dublin. How far is Nass from Dublin? Um, <laughs> if you don't know, just say you don't know. We I don't, don't know. I Fifty don't. minutes away. Fifty minutes away. Bye bye. Yeah, just bye before bus. ten. And yeah, so that's a pretty 50. fair distance away. So now this yeah. guy is in little. I'm assuming little village of Nass, and he's been in. He's been in. Not yet. Oh really? She okay. hitchhiked. Oh, after Nass. Yeah, so she made okay. it to Nass. Got it. Yeah, yeah, she made it to Nass at ten fifty. And she hitched a ride to Kilcullen. Okay. So wait, so how do they know this? <laughs> the hit, the person who picked her up? Well, let me get there. Okay. After that, she hitched a second ride. Jesus. At 11.15, that dropped her off at Moon Village uh-huh. at 11.35. Moon. And this is 47 miles away from Callan. Okay. And there, she called a friend, Mary, oh. from a phone box. She told her friend that she had been hitchhiking. She was waiting for another ride to come along. But then she kind of like cut off Uh and said either, two different quotes. She said either, oh, a car is coming and I have to go now. Or, God, I have a lift. I'll phone you again at my next stop. Those are two very different things, but they mean kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Just like in the middle of conversations, like, oh, I got to go. I have another ride. Interesting. And I'll call you later. Huh. And they have records that showed that that call was made at 11.37. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And that was the last communication yes. from her. So, obviously, someone Did they have CCTV and... all over the place? Not <laughs> so much in 95. Not yet. Well, not in this area and not where the, she was. Yeah, okay. rural phone box. Her family immediately knew something was wrong, reported her missing. 
But again, police didn't think there was cause for concern. Figured yeah. she'd turn up. Man, okay. Her last communication is I'm, I'm hitchhiking and someone stopped to pick me up. No, nothing bad happens. And I'll call you from the next that. stop. Yeah, Jesus. And she never does. Okay, Garda. Okay, Dana Scully. I am. I'm be honest. I'm now angry. Yeah, her family was too. They hired a private investigator to try and find her. They were pretty much like, we're on our own. Yeah. We've, we've got to do this. There was a reported glimpse of someone looking like JoJo seen about 20, 25 minutes after her call to Mary, like leaning out of a dark colored Toyota Carina. Hmm. Huh. So like, help me, help me, help me. And before being yanked back in violently by her kidnapper. <laughs> Doesn't say anything like that. I mean, leaning out of a car while driving, that does sound like Like she's in prom and she's woo. Or more likely, she's under duress and Mm -hmm. she's healthy. Or also, at least as likely, if not most likely, is it never happened. It was fiction or a mistake. It's just like a glimpse of someone that looked like her in a car. You know, so it didn't really carry a lot of water or weight with any investigation. But I'm not sure anything would have. Yeah. Yeah, with these motherfuckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, family and friends raised some funds and they made a small monument for JoJo next to the phone booth where she made the final call. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Her sisters, Mary and Kathleen, still campaigned the police. They even campaigned the Clintons and George Bush. <laughs> what did they say? For justice. <laughs> I don't know. It did not elaborate. It just said they reached out to both Hillary and Bill Clinton and uh-huh. George Bush. For a new yes. investigation and justice for their sister. Don't think they understand how and, law enforcement works. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and at this point, they were very integral in the creation of Operation Trace, which was set up by Pat Byrne in 1998, a former Gardai commissioner. It's a task force basically dedicated to the Vanishing Triangle oh, okay. and the, this list of missing women. So five years later, they finally decided to... Get their asses in gear. Start doing something about it. Yeah. As of 2020, they changed her case from missing persons to homicide. They said they believe she met her death through violent means. Yeah. Probably. C.R. Breen, 17. Oh, goodness. They're getting younger. Of Dundall. She went missing February 13th, 1997. Wow. Yeah. She lived. Jack was just a little fetus in my belly. (laughs) Yes. Yes, that's how we measure time, too. (laughs) She lived at home with her mom, Bernadette, and her mom said they were talking all night and both went to bed around midnight. Her Mm -hmm. mom woke up to use the bathroom at two in the morning and peeked into her room and saw she wasn't there. But she saw the window unlatched, open and propped up, and she figured she snuck out. Yeah, yeah. She says it wasn't totally uncommon. Sometimes she would sneak out and she would like cross the border and go to the discos. Cross the border? The border? Yeah, the border. Irish border. With and Northern Ireland? Is it? Is that what you mean? It, it just says she crossed the Irish border have to be the, and went to way. discos. She went into that ocean disco. Yeah. Huh. No. huh. Yeah. That's interesting. That is interesting. Um, I would think that would not happen. Me too. I would yeah. think that's a fairly... Especially protected border or you know, secure border. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. That's yeah. interesting. Interesting. Apparently that's County something border. a lot of teens did at the time. Hmm. They would, you know, sneak over and go party. In Northern um, That's interesting. Where was she again? McKill McKillity? 
Yeah, what was her city? What was city was she in in Ireland? And I believe Dundalk. Dundalk. Okay, look up look, look up it how up, close look Dundalk up. is to Northern Ireland. It's got to be. It has to be. That's interesting. The county is Louth. Louth. Interesting. L O U T H. Oh. Okay. So I'm pronouncing. Yeah, that. it's right up there. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it, I guess it's because maybe Northern Ireland was just a little more socially lax than. Very Catholic, ruled by conservative right. this time. Yeah. Ireland, yeah, that yeah, one must be know. something like that. I mean, I, who knows? It was a local thing. Like La- County Louth was a dry county. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> so her mom didn't worry right then and there because this was something that happened. You know, she punished her in the morning, right? But next day, no sign of her. Yikes. So her mom started worrying and reported her missing. Since the window was propped open, the police did believe that she left of her own accord. But um, she's a minor. Yeah. She's yeah. a child. It's a little bit different. Yeah, they did investigate. They yeah. just knew at that point, they figured she left of her own accord. Yeah. It didn't look like there had been forced entry or right. anything. But they pretty much know nothing of where she went and her movements after they that. They never tracked anyone and said, yeah, she met us at a yeah. whatever, a nightclub I mean, or I'm like assuming that. they friends, contacted all like, of her friends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but nope. No. They didn't find wow. anything. Which it, it implies um, that she never got to well, even the first yeah. club. Agreed. A number of witnesses claimed to have seen her that night, yeah. but nothing that the police found credible. In 2015, they did arrest a man called Liam Mullen. He was in his 50s at that point, but they released him. They arrested him again um, based on sightings of him with Ciara on the night of her disappearance and comments he made regarding her being in a local bog in the years since her disappearance. What uh, the heck? My, Why are you making those comments, yeah. Mr. Liam? Yeah. Interesting. Doesn't necessarily mean he's connected to it. But maybe he knows some. Um, <laughs> yeah. And maybe his friend know, did it. And he knows. We may never know. He died yeah. of a suspected overdose while in custody in 2017. Huh. It's still kind of widely believed and accepted that he was responsible for her death. And, you know, hmm. maybe the only person who could have led them to the body. Tiara's mother well, passed they, away they check the, the next year. What are you yeah. talking about? Well, yeah. well how are they going to do that? It's yeah, hard to find the bog tough. bodies. That's yeah. not going to be. I don't know anything about bogs. <laughs> <laughs> They're not easy places to go searching. No. What is it, like a swamp? What is it? No. Bogs. It's wetland. It's yeah. kind of swampy, yeah. It's pretty yeah. swampy. It's peaty, but yeah. it's thick, you know. Low oxygen environment, full of stinky stuff. Uh. Yeah. But higher energy. Is it like a marsh? Yes. Marsh? A little marsh. So. I think so. <laughs> Perhaps even a fen. Uh, I'm, but I'm you know. thinking great expectations oh, okay. when Pitt, <laughs> sure. Pitt sure. meets the convict in, in the... In the marsh? I think it's a marsh. Stay off Probably. the moors. Stay off the moors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it's very foggy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's... <laughs> they find bodies in the bogs and they're yeah. like tanned and preserved uh, yeah. because of the environment. Yeah. yeah. Like and so they have ropes around their necks and a severe head wound because they were... Murdered ten thirteen Denmark yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Sounds yeah. nice. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, Yara's mother passed away in 2018, Aww. but police are still investigating. Um, and you know, she's sometimes linked to the Vanishing Triangle, sometimes not. She's kind of in the middle. She's yeah. not dismissed like Eva and Imelda. I agree. Maybe. Maybe not. Our lips got stuck together there. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Our next missing person is Fiona Pender. Oh, Fiona. 25 of Tullamore. I've heard of Tullamore. Oh, good job. 
I think. Isn't it a brand of booze? (laughs) (laughs) I think so. It is. Everything's a brand of booze to you. I think it's an Irish whiskey. Well, a booze. Um, carries a huge whiskey aficionado. <laughs> That's in the middle of Ireland. Really? Okay, so this is every young woman who disappeared in Ireland over a five-year <laughs> period is is that this triangle. Okay, what, what time, uh, what date was this? August 23rd, 1996. <laughs> Unlike other people who disappeared, she oh disappeared from her flat oh. on Church Street. The last place she was sighted was at home. Yeah. Instead of out and about, someone saw her at the post office, someone, right? you know, she made a call from a phone booth. So she was at home, and she was also seven months pregnant with her first kid. So it was basically treated like this is the disappearance of two. Did she live alone? She lived with her partner, John Thompson. Fake Um, name. They had recently moved from London in November 1995, just days after Jojo Dullard went missing. Oh, wow. Fiona wanted to get away because her brother, Mark, had just died in a motorcycle accident. Oh. But John did not want to move at all. Oh, I see. He had been, him. yeah. <laughs> he had been taking care of his elderly parents at oh. the family farm. Do you feel bad now, Carrie? No. So maybe you should. Nope. <laughs> Number one suspect. Right. <laughs> he also stood to inherit their family mm. farm as well as his uncle's farm nearby. Carrie now thinks he killed um, his family, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> And by February 1996, he was kind of insisting that they move back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Fiona was very happy there, but she agreed to uh, return to salvage the relationship. And then shortly. Don't do it, girl, dump (laughs) him. Shortly after that, they discovered she was pregnant. They could not live on the farm, though, because three of John's sisters, his parents, and his ailing grandparents were already living there. So they. Rented out a tiny bedsit, is what they called it. Yeah. They'd planned that Fiona was going to move back home with her parents the first few weeks after she gave birth. And so neighbors had relayed having heard the young couple arguing on yeah. numerous occasions. Other Let's friends and acquaintances also indicated that there was a very, there was some strain in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And that Thompson no longer seemed committed to the partnership. Man. You know, they might have been arguing about you know, cramped living area, money struggles, what have you. But there was some discord in yeah. the relationship. But nothing was amiss right before she disappeared. She Sounds and her mom. Like there was something amiss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she and her mom, Josephine, had just been shopping for baby clothes. Uh. So they had a nice day. But by Friday, her mom came over to see her. No one was home. Blinds were closed. She figured that Fiona was just resting. You know, she's seven months pregnant. Right. Her dad came back later, and still, it looked the same. Um, so her mom called John, and he was at his parents' house. He spent the night there before and well, hadn't seen the blood. Fiona since Friday morning. Oh, that's just his alibi. Did, mm-hmm. they, did they search the farm for her body? That's With a bog. Um, her the article says like her mom encouraged John to come help them look so yeah it looked like he needed some arm twisting so came and helped look for Fiona found no evidence of anything wrong and no sign of her there or her usual stops so they like went to look at the usual places that she goes and there was no sign of her did the police Um, take this one seriously they went to the police and filed a missing persons report by then, it had been 40 hours 
since anyone had seen her, and the police did nothing until the next Monday, past the 70-hour mark. 70 hours. 70 hours. Which we now know that that's the most crucial time. They searched the flat, found nothing, but they found like what the baby clothes that her and her mother had just got folded among her things. No signs of foul play. There was a missing pair of leggings and running shoes and a top, but you know, she was probably wearing those when she left and went missing. They searched local rivers, reservoirs. By August 27th, there were reports on the radio, television, media. Police believe that Fiona was murdered by someone known to her, and her body was hidden. Well, it's fairly, they're clearly implying as the the boyfriend, right? Yeah. Uh Yeah. It's like, I'm saying, we're we're not saying, but we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. They've searched many sites, and there's been lots of excavations of sites in the years since. By April 24th, 1997, five relatives were brought in for questioning, but no charges were filed. I have an interesting little tidbit. Let's hear it. On May 10th, 2008, a person hiking in Montague in Sliav Blue Mountains reported a handmade cross with the inscription, Fiona Pender, buried here Thursday, August 22nd, 1996. Handwritten. Uh, Mm. So that's before she's even found missing or declared missing the next day. Did they dig it up, the site? Yep, they thoroughly searched the area. But it turned up nothing, but they still have the handwriting on file. Red herring. Uh Presumably they would have the boyfriend's handwriting sample. So, And also the date on the cross clashes with John Thompson's claim of seeing Fiona the morning of the 23rd on Friday. Unless he didn't because he killed her on the 22nd. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, he saw her all right. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Then why would he then? Yeah, he wouldn't. That's that was himself. That was writing that. Some yeah. asshole. I think that's just like a that's just a, a, yeah. a, a tr- an internet troll. The nineties, or maybe it was somebody trying to do something nice and they just got the date wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or but no, but they don't know. Probably not know where she's buried. Yeah. So that's yeah. just, the police do have a main suspect. <gasps> yeah, duh. not the boyfriend. Yeah, I do too. Okay. Police, not the boyfriend. Someone they don't name. Huh. Huh. But huh. his name is it's on Smith J. Like it, yeah. it's just a very <laughs> It's an unnamed man known to the Pender family, but not a member of the family who lived in the Midlands in the nineteen nineties. He had a wife who came to the police and accused him of, you know, being violent, sexually attacking her, and then linking him with Fiona's disappearance, presumed murder. She told them that in a rage, he threatened her and strongly implied he had killed Fiona and that the wife would be next. She even pinpointed an exact location in Ireland where she believed he buried the body. They looked and looked and looked and found nothing. Hmm. So there was nothing to convict him with. Because this was all hearsay. It's also possible that's just that she's, what an angry, yeah. Yeah. you know, yes. significant other says. Yes. Fiona's parents are both dead now. Her mom died of cancer in 2017, and her father killed himself in 2000. Oh, that's tragic. Yes. I don't think Fiona's connected. I mean, I don't, th- I, I don't I, think hers I, is a mysterious I'm not sure any of them are connected, but... Well, ahead. I mean, yeah. connected we'll in that, talk about that. that they're mysterious. Next one is also Fiona. Hmm. Oh. Fiona Sinnott. How do you spell mm, that? S-I-N-N-O-T-T. 19 of Rossler. 
She went missing on February 8th, 1998, last seen leaving a pub in Wexford. She had an 11 month old daughter oh. named Emma. Oh. Mm hmm. With baby She's- Emma. With her ex partner, Sean Carroll. She huh. did have regular contact with her parents, Mary and Pat, and four older siblings, but this was kind of the day before cell phones in right. everyone's hands, yeah. so a week could go by be- without hearing from her. She was a busy, busy mom. On February 6th, 1998, she had went out with friends in Tuscar Rock Hotel, Rosslair, and spent the night with an English truck driver. And on the 8th, that Sunday, she met three female friends in the local pub, Butler's, and left after closing to walk home alone, uh, mm. 1.5 kilometers away, a little less than a mile. I had to look it up. How, yeah. What time did she leave again? Just before closing. Uh, which, okay, so like 2 a.m. I have no idea when Irish pubs close. It could be 7 in the morning. I don't know. <laughs> 2 Do they ever close? Here. Exactly. <laughs> so. At some point in the evening, she had called one of her brothers asking him to come over to the pub, but he declined because of work commitments. Oh, I mm-hmm. feel so guilty. Yeah. Her father reported her missing on the 18th. Ten um, days later. Yes. Wow. She missed two Friday family meets. Apparently, they the family met for coffee every Friday. And her missing one was not out of the question. But after she didn't show up for two, they're like, something. You still think okay. they would have called and just to make sure she's okay after yeah. the first one a few but days later. And- how about her ex with her child? Yeah. yeah. So it is it, Presumably. It was a long time. She would have been communicating with him and yeah. or picking up Emma. It, well, wait, mm-hmm. did he, did Emma live with the father permanently? I was just about to say, maybe no, he she didn't had. live with her they were, at, they were. She lived on her own with Emma. They weren't together anymore. Did the and baby Emma split oh. time. live with the, the baby's biological father? Like, was this an unusually long amount of time for the baby to spend with just Sean? No. Okay, so the that's baby why split he didn't time. report her missing. Okay. So, yes, it oh, was wait, slightly okay. There's more. Oh, okay. no. There's more about the ex. He was also in the pub that night, mm. but not with her and her friends. He right. was just in the pub. So who had the damn baby? And he left at the same time mm-hmm. as her and offered to walk her home. That would explain why he didn't report her missing, yes. even though she hadn't been in contact to take her the baby back in 10 days. I can't believe he would have had the baby for 10 straight days. That That's not a split custody. I mean, that, right. that's un- yeah. unusual. So yeah. why is he not saying, he'd be calling by saying, where's my ex? She yeah. needs to come get Emma. The yeah. fact that he didn't certainly mm-hmm. makes it look bad for yes. him. Uh, he said when questioned that they left together and he walked her to her house after leaving the pub and she'd gone straight to bed. And he said that she had complained of feeling unwell, pains in her arm and upper body. And he spent the night asleep on the couch downstairs. It's a terrible lie. because He's trying to explain that as if... That explains her vanishing, which of course it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So that seems um, then okay, nine a.m. Monday morning on the ninth, he said he'd gone into her room. She was lying awake in bed, and she said she was still in pain and was going to go see the doctor later. She told him she had no money and was going to hitch a lift to the surgery. He said he gave her three pounds and left the house. So he's trying to get her somewhere else before she yeah. actually disappears. Other yeah. than. In his mm-hmm. presence. Or he's telling the truth. Or he's telling the truth, yeah. Yeah. His mother had been waiting outside in the car. She had had Emma the night before. They oh, drove gotcha. back to their home in nearby uh, Codstone, where Emma was staying. And throughout the period between the 9th and the 18th, Emma was still with 
him and yeah. his parents. Yeah, and that and it has to be unusual in a split custody for yeah, ten straight days. Don't yeah. you call her later or the yeah, next day? They and never say, what the doctor say. Yeah, yeah. they you know? never pinpoint it as this was unusual. Uh, we it, think he's lying. This is just like is his though. story. Yeah, and the guard I did contact um, her doctor, and they said she had never visited on February 9th mm. or after mm. that. Mm-hmm. There are no sightings of her in public, hitching a lift or taking a bus. Yeah, um, this story's nonsense. They no. examined her home and no evidence of foul play was found. But there were no clothes or other personal items there. Like someone said, it was as if the house had been vacant the whole time Fiona had been living in it. Well, that's weird. Yeah. <sighs> that is weird. Why he is, it implies he moved her stuff out. Yeah. Or she never had, that makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't say exactly, but it says in previous months she had broken up with Sean mm-hmm. and moved into that place. So she was not there a long time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But still, if she was a yeah. single mother with yeah. her baby there, sometimes yeah. you'd think there'd be signs yeah. of both That's of them. Weird. A local farmer approached the police about black refuse sacks on his land that he had found once he heard about the missing person's appeal. Um, he said he had dismissed them because there was a trend of illegal dumping on fire on the area. He checked them for an address and it did have a correspondence and containers with the name Fiona Sinat on them and an address at George's street in Wexford. That was a previous address of hers. And the farmer thought nothing of them because the address did not match the one on the missing person's appeal. And so he set fire to them. He he burned them? He burned them. So that implies that Sean, I'm I'm assuming Sean, her Mm -hmm. her killer, cleaned out her her flat. Yeah. Which implies that um, that's what the crime was committed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's blood evidence or something like that that he's getting rid of. He's being very thorough and getting rid of just about everything, putting in some garbage bags, dumping them somewhere, and then the farmer burns them. Got lucky on that part. This is when a male acquaintance of hers came forward and said she may have left for London with the lorry driver she'd met at Tescar Rock Hotel on the 6th. Apparently they had spent spent the night together in the cab of his truck and he was supposed to catch the first ferry from Rossell the next morning. And he says, yeah, come live with me in England. No. They tracked him down and he immediately agreed to come talk to them and told them, yeah, he had been spending the night with Fiona that night, but he was able to prove of his whereabouts Saturday morning on the 8th and then on. So So he spent the same night with her that her ex is saying. No. No. It was before that. It was two days before on the 6th. Oh, okay. Her friends had gone out to the Tuscar Rock Hotel and that's where she spent a night with the truck driver. Gotcha. Do you know okay. if the friend who said this, that, oh, she might have gone off the lorry driver, do you know if that was a friend of hers or a friend of Sean's? It said a male acquaintance of hers. Oh, so Because there's a friend of Sean's, I'm thinking he's covering for his friend. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to cast, so again, an alternative story. Who knows? Or Sean, I don't yeah. know. But, you know, police, this time they're like, it's very unlikely that she would just take off. Yeah. And, you know, with nothing... And so suddenly, and because she had so many plans coming up, she was planning her sister Diane's 21st birthday to be celebrated on February 27th. And she was planning her daughter's first birthday on the 28th. Yeah. So, and she was, you know, loved her daughter and was yeah. a very involved mom. In June 1998, they drained Ladies Island Lake in Carn and searched for her in other oh. local areas, but nothing 
came from it. There had been information received about her disappearance, suggesting that a male was finding it very difficult to live with the role he had taken in disposing of her body. And this was all secondhand. This was like this guy was talking to a friend. The friend said, go to the police. Yeah. Suggested he tip him off anonymously, but he was so scared of whoever he did this with that he didn't want to be seen going to the police. He said, only a few people know about this. So... This guy is going to know it was me, and he's going to kill me, too. Yeah. And this male, they never name him. He died of a suspected drug overdose in 2001. In 2000, her family and the police renewed appeal for anyone with knowledge to come forward. Um, A plaque was erected on September 12th, 2008, in the cemetery near where she was last seen. It was supposed to be unveiled the following day on the 13th, but when her family got there, it was gone. Wow. It was stolen. And a second plaque had since been erected in the same spot, and this too was stolen. Oh my goodness. They changed her from missing person to homicide in 2005. Wow. That should have been immediate. (laughs) So, where's baby Emma now? Did she have to grow up with Mm. that man? Mm. probably killed her mom. In August 2015, um, the Senate family and the police renewed investigations and Inspector John Hunt said their main focus was to identify four people that witnesses kind of came forward from the beginning and talked about. Apparently, a driver had seen a man and a woman on the road near Kisha Cross Broadway around midnight the night Fiona disappeared and two men, late teens, early 20s, were also seen by a witness nearby. So as of 2015, they were focusing on finding out who those, who people, those people were. Do they believe her ex was one of them? Who knows? Oh, they, we, they're not telling us. They're not telling us. The Senate family lost touch with Emma of course. after Fiona's disappearance. Yep. They're trying to establish contact with her as of 2018. Her father, Pat, died in 2004 of a broken heart, reportedly. He was 59, and Pat, apparently on his deathbed, made them swear that they would keep looking for her. Yeah. In uh, 2018, they made a documentary about Fiona. Yeah. And this documentary was the first mention of any possible abuse that Fiona had been through. With Sean. Doesn't say. Oh. They apparently have... In the documentary, her family looking at her medical records oh. of various injuries that line up with abuse up to the time she was six months pregnant. It's called Missing Fiona Sinat. And next we have the one of the most popular ones, Deidre Jacobs, 18, of Newbridge. Tuesday, 28th of July, 1998. She's the last considered part of the triangle. She was home from school and for the summer in Roseberry because she often moved back for breaks. Parents Michael and Bernie, younger sister Ciara. They should be disappeared. She had a few things to do in Newbridge, so she started a 25-minute walk into town to do some errands. And they have a pretty detailed CCTV footage and witness statements to track her whereabouts and movements during the day. So she... Basically, gone into Newbridge, visited a shop of her grandmother's that she owned in town, 
got a bank draft, walked across the road and into the post office to send it to her friend because she had to make a payment to secure her accommodation for her second year of college in London. And in all of this, she was alone. Very. After that, she went back to her grandmother's shop to say goodbye and began to walk back at 2.30 p.m. She was very familiar with this area, but they can't say for sure what route she took. She could have taken shortcuts. She could have walked yeah. the entire day. But she there were eight sightings of her, and six of those people knew her personally. Okay. How many miles away was, was she walking? Um, it was a 25-minute walk. Yeah. Oh, 25-minute so, walk. Okay, I got it. Yeah, six people knew her that had seen her. A cycler saw her. Two people on the sidewalk said hello. Another two people saw her crossing the road. A man fixing a roof saw her at Bog Cross, just a few minutes from her home. A bog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A passenger in a car said he saw Deidre in her own driveway. And they remember because of the bag she was carrying. Hmm. So she made it home. To her driveway. Mm. She saw her in her driveway. She's wearing a navy t-shirt, um, dark jeans, blue Nike runners, and she was carrying a distinctive black satchel bag with big words spelling cat in yellow letters. So that's like he was able to say, yeah, yeah I saw her in the driveway. Yeah. She had that bag. And yeah. it's a very distinctive bag. Huh. Um, so she made it to her own driveway just yards from her front door around 3 p.m. Um, this was the last time that she was seen. She never made it into her home. Her mom got home later that day. The door was locked. Hmm. And she went in and saw no sign of her. And it's like, she should be home by now. Yeah. She should have beat me home. And this is kind of like the one that cemented people's fears that it was a serial killer. I don't know why. She was also one of the ones that helped lead to forming Operation Trace. Yeah. So wow. never seen from that point forward. Nope. Off Last seen in her driveway, driveway at 3 p.m. That's huh. weird. Mm-hmm. That's, That's very really strange weird. because, again, what pretext can there be to... Yeah. yeah. Unless they leave willingly and then it changes along the way. But even then, there'd be a sign that she was home. Yeah. Yeah. And they saw her, like, on all this footage. The only person she really talked to was her grandma. Hmm. To say hi and bye at the end of her errands. She was alone doing her errands. Well, the other alternative is that the the driveway sighting was a mistake. A temporal mistake, like two days ago. Yeah. That's true. He saw her on the driveway, just not when he thought. Yeah. It's not relevant. But yeah. But other people saw her minutes away from her house. Yeah. Yeah, but that's very different than in the driveway. Yeah. Even blocks away, there are... Scenarios for being kidnapped blocks from your house than there are literally from your front door. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, very different. There are two main suspects talked about. First one is Robert Howard. The Zodiac Killer. (laughs) Ted Cruz is the second (laughs) one, I'm assuming. In 2006, he was linked with Annie McCarrick. He was also called the Werewolf. Oh. I don't know why. It was Harry. He was a sexual deviant killer, rapist, murderer. He had already been arrested for the murder of 15-year-old Arlene Arkinson. Well, that's why they call him the werewolf. Yeah, there's some good reasons here. He was her mom's boyfriend, and she hated him. But one night after a babysitting job on August 13th in 1994, she goes out with her friends in a van driven by him, and her friends claimed that... They dropped Arlene off first at home and saw her go in, and then Robert dropped them off. But after her father reported her missing, they admit that they lied, and they were dropped off first, and Robert drove off with... Why would they lie? Yeah, why? Yeah. So she never returned home, and this was like 
a long list of crimes caught up to him, and he was put to trial for Arlene's murder, but he was acquitted. Damn it. Wow. Jesus. Blood yeah. in your hands, jury. Apparently, some evidence had been dismissed in other crimes, and that kind of, it all fell apart. But he was serving a life sentence for the rape and murder of a 14-year-old girl in England. He had also attacked a six-year-old girl, a 58-year-old woman. Oh, he was a mess. So how was he out? Yeah, I'm confused. In that, why is he connected to these uh, disappearances? Because that was later. When he was 61, he was arrested. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Serving a 14-year-old. Uh, wow. Serving a life sentence. Um, and he died in 2015. My God. Our next main suspect is Larry Murphy. Did it. Mm-hmm. Larry. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> He was a 36-year-old carpenter. He had no record and was like a boy-next-door type. But in February 2000, he and Carlo, he abducted a woman he'd been stalking. He waited outside in the parking area outside of her office, hit her in the head, and then put her in his trunk. Mm. He drove nine miles to a secluded spot and raped her, then put her back in the trunk. Drove another 14 miles to another location where he took her out and raped her again. And this was in the woods in Wicklow. So kind of near where Annie had been last seen. So it was mostly connected with Annie. And by coincidence, some hunters happened upon them and saved the woman. And their all testimony identified Larry. And he was arrested, even though at the time he sped off in his car. And the victim of that case was the same age as Annie McCarrick. It was the same profile And it turned out Murphy lived a few towns away from where Jojo Dullard disappeared. And he had been working as a carpenter near where D.G. Draco vanished. He was sentenced to 15 years for this rape case. And officials say that since he was sentenced and went away, the disappearances Hmm. have stopped. You know, and that M.O. would be, we've talked about how weird it is. Not all of them, but several of them. Like they're so far away. No, they're close to home yeah. or it was quick. Yeah. Uh, a, a sudden being knocked unconscious very quickly from behind near your trunk. Like mm-hmm. he's raiding at his car and yeah. knocks them their feet from his trunk. Yeah. He's got it open, let's say, even. That could happen in seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently under Irish law, he can't be questioned for that crime while he's serving time for another crime. What the hell, That's Ireland? Weird. Without some really convincing clues. No. Yeah. How That's about we just yeah. want to we, we, we Yeah. Any clue. Where's he going to go? That's um, a, what yeah. a dumb law. So you can't make progress yeah. mm-hmm. on that case until he's out of jail? That's Which, idiotic. And he's serving a life sentence, so he'll never be out. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know our well, justice system No, he's not serving a life up, sentence. Yours is worse. 15 years. Oh. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, a prisoner there claimed that Larry confessed to the murder of Deidre while he was serving his prison sentence. And those led to a number of searches for her body around Wicklow Mountains, but the investigation is still ongoing. And Murphy denied any involvement in Jacob's disappearance while he was serving his sentence. He was released 10 years in. They've been unable to find any evidence linking him to the eight women, but he's a well-known person of interest, especially in D.G. Jacob, Annie McCarrick, and Jojo Dullard, who all disappeared close to his hometown. Mm. And as of 2020, they're considering charging him for the murder of Deidre. They'll have to get a European arrest warrant. But reports say that he is now back in Ireland 
and claimed that he was spotted at a checkpoint during the COVID-19 lockdown. They said he had female clothes, a mattress, and pillows in the back of his van. They claim he's now homeless in Ireland, and the Gardai have been warned of his return to the country, and they're looking for him. Wow. I like him for it. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah, at least some of them. The, The question, though, really becomes... Are they all really connected? Yeah, it, Was it I all really the same person? Are you just person? connecting the dots yeah. of, of eight people in a five-year span in a very large geography, basically yeah. Western Ireland, I'm sorry, um, Eastern, Eastern Ireland, that, I mean, come on, yeah. with really no connections, a couple of tenuous connections to a couple of them, but even like the Annie one, so he's you know in the, in the Wicklow Mountain for numbers one and eight, that seems... Yeah, odd. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And he would this this person would have to be on, almost on a constant prowl again across an area, a huge area, looking for for people of a, of a relative type. But let's be honest, horrifically as it is, young females are by far the primary targets for any kind of a, a predators, yeah. plural, like this. So I don't yeah. know. I'm not convinced any of them are connected. The one I think the husband clearly did it on on um, was that JoJo. No, no, it wasn't. Georgia was the kid. Fiona, her ex. The Fiona. Fiona, yeah, the Fiona Pander. Yeah, Fiona said. Where it's the boyfriend of the ex, ex. Day, almost certainly. Or uh, the, Both uh, of the other mothers. Fiona. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He was pregnant. Yeah. In a tumultuous relationship. Yeah. I think yeah. clearly both of their, you know, they're not yeah. connected, but. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if any yeah. of the others, too. I mean, that. Wow. Main takeaway is Irish police don't do a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> Do any of them? No. All across the world? <laughs> I'm not sure. <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> Damn. Yes. Well, yeah, that's yeah, um that's the story. That, that's the yeah. That's the the Irish vanishing triangle, as they yeah. call it, as I was trying to tell you, they call it the Irish vanishing <laughs> triangle. <that's obviously. laughs> so what do you think? I mean, do you think it's it, they're connected? I don't think any of them are connected. I, mean, I think the only thing that made it a sensation was that it was all these you know nice women with good family relationships all kind of vanished without a trace. Yeah. Any female who disappeared without the body being found was yeah. lumped into this list. Yeah. 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 At, yeah. At, at a certain I think so time. too. It's kind of like, it's not exactly, but a little bit like in British Columbia, the highway of death, uh, where yeah. there's yeah. been dozens, I think. Yeah. Mostly. Native, yeah. First Nations, uh, yeah. Disappearances there, but again, a, a lot of really at-risk people. Yeah. They're hitchhiking and things like that. Sure, there are multiples, but there are probably many, many culprits in that case. Yeah. Maybe, maybe all one-offs, but many culprits. Culprits, I think there's many culprits in this case. Maybe one or two are connected. Yeah, yeah but, I think so too. Well, that's interesting. Thank you for that. You're welcome. And thank you, the listener, for listening. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Bye. Bye.